Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome to Criminalia, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to the fourth season of Criminalia. That's right. This is the first episode of our fourth season, and it's pirate season. We'll be exploring the lives and motivations of some of the most notorious freebooters throughout history. I'm Maria Tremarchi. And I'm Holly Fry. Okay, so a lot of the well-known stories that we hear about pirates come from the golden age of piracy. That's considered to have been between about 1650 to 1720. During that era, pirates, including Captain Kidd and Anne Bonny, names familiar if you're into piracy, marauded the world. And we're going to talk about some pirates from that era for sure. But you will also hear some tales this season of adventurous and nefarious men and women sailing the seas as far back as the 3rd century BCE. From donning an eye patch to having a chatty parrot on their shoulder, pirates are often portrayed by Hollywood very differently than things actually were. In reality, pirates spoke kind of just like normal people, really. In the 17th century, for instance, 
Pirates in the golden age of piracy spoke pretty much just like regular sailors who were in the legitimate navy. Today, experts would consider that form of English to be early modern English. It didn't include a lot of yar. (laughs) Uh, But when it comes to treasure, most didn't have a story of found gold. Most were just ordinary people forced into piracy to survive. It would be really, really easy to put together a season of only male pirates, right? We all know the names Blackbeard, Black Bart, and Calico Jack. They pop right to mind when you think about pirates. Mm -hmm. It's easy because historically women were not allowed on board ships. Sailor superstitions at the time argued that women on merchant ships were bad luck. Some of this is because their presence would be a distraction, according to the men. But they also believed that a woman on their ship would anger the sea gods. Angering the sea gods meant storms and possible danger. I live to anger a sea god. I mean, (laughs) goals. It took until 1900 for women to be allowed at sea, at least legally, but they could sail only through family tradition or through marriage. Women were barred from legal seafaring positions until, and this was really surprising to me, the 20th century. A short side note here for some context. It wasn't until 1990 that women were allowed at sea within the British Royal Navy. And the Royal Navy wasn't the only service this applies to. The HMS Brilliant, deployed to the Middle East during the first Gulf War, carried the first women to officially serve on a warship. Yeah, there are certainly stories of women passengers uh, on ships before that. Right. But in terms of like being on the crew, forget it. If you wanted to be a sailor, whether that meant a life of piracy or a more legitimate enterprise, you would have needed certain vital skills to survive a seafaring life. But because they weren't allowed on vessels, this type of education often proved difficult to come by for many women. Our episode today is about a woman who did have access to that seafaring education and grew up to be the Pirate Queen of Ireland. We are talking about the legend of Grania Niwail, anglicized, which is how many of us know her. She is Grace O'Malley. Grace was born in 1533, give or take a year, in County Mayo, which is in Western Ireland. She was the only daughter of Owen O'Malley and his wife Maeve, which is actually often anglicized as Margaret. She also had a half-brother through her father. Clan O'Malley was a seafaring clan, and they ruled the southern shore of Bay and most of Murrisk for over 300 years. When Grace was born, her father was the clan's chieftain. It's generally assumed that Grace was educated and perhaps well-educated. Her father, as we just said, was a prominent leader. She spoke English, Spanish, Scottish Gaelic, and French, as well as lots of bits and pieces of languages that she picked up during her voyages. When Grace was born, Henry VIII was king of England, and at least in name, the Lord of Ireland. The history of England and Ireland is so very deep and divided, uh, and we're barely going to scratch the surface here. But we do have to lay down some loose groundwork for Grace's story. So let's talk about England for just a moment. Henry was the first English monarch to rule as, at first, Lord, and then, following the Crown of Ireland Act 1542, as King of Ireland. Previous to that, he and his successors would have ruled as Lord of Ireland, but that act boosted that title to King or Queen. When Henry's reign began, Ireland was basically divided into a few regions. There was the Pale, where English rule was not really challenged at all. And there were Leinster and Munster, also known as, we quote, the obedient land of Anglo-Irish. And then 
Gaelic Connacht and Ulster, and there you could expect nominal English rule, if any recognition of it at all. The English referred to the Gaelic Irish who lived outside of English jurisdiction as, quote, His Majesty's Irish enemies, and Clan O'Malley reigned in this region. So at first, Henry VIII continued the policies of his father, allowing English princes and lords to rule with their own authority as long as it was in his, the King of England's, name. England did not maintain a formal court in Ireland at the time, but when the death of the English governor of Ireland combined with the existing difficult English and Irish politics and relationship, Henry took it as an opportunity to seize power. He wanted to be the monarch who restored the English authority that had been lost during the last 200 years. What became known as the Tudor Conquest of Ireland would change the course of Grace's life. The conquest began a few years before Grace was born, and it lasted long after her death. The House of Tudor was an English royal house that ruled from 1485 until 1603. There were six monarchs during that period, and Henry VIII was the final of them. The Tudor conquest of Ireland was Henry's campaign to colonize Gaelic Ireland. During the conquest, Protestant settlers from England began to occupy regions of Ireland, The Irish were now expected to speak English, their government changed, everything changed, their religion changed. Most Irish at the time were Catholic, with some Celtic paganism among Celtic tribes. The English push to turn Irish Catholics into Protestants led to even greater Irish resistance against England. Things grew even worse when Henry gave the lands of Irish Catholic estates to his English supporters. These are lands that were not his to give. When Henry VIII died in 1547, his daughter, Elizabeth, succeeded to the throne. We've talked about her a bit before. Queen Elizabeth I ruled as Queen of England and Ireland from November of 1558 until her death in 1603. During her reign, she faced an Irish population who were hostile toward her and toward England in general. And she faced Grace O'Malley. We're going to take a break for a word from our sponsor now. Now that we know the story that shaped Grace's life, let's talk about what that life was actually like. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Hey, everybody, it's Holly. Listen, I've been doing stuff on stage since I was a kid, which means that I have been doing my makeup since I was a kid. And I can turn out a look when I need to, but on my day-to-day, I really like to keep it a little more relaxed and low-key. I don't have time for a full face most of the time. But that also means that Thrive Cosmetics can have me covered no matter what I'm doing, whether I'm doing something on stage, like I have an appearance or a live show, or I'm just running to the grocery store. Something in their line is perfect. And what I really love and what's important to me is that they are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And to me, cruelty-free is very important in the cosmetics I use. I mentioned that I've been doing my makeup for a long time. I've gotten older (laughs) in that time. And one of the things that I've done to refresh my look is switch over to their brilliant eye brighteners and use something like a rose gold shade to really like go all around my eye and then just blend it out and get a daytime smoky look. It makes me look a little more youthful and more refreshed. And it's just easy as pie, and it means that I don't have to mess with a whole ton of products. 
Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash criminalia. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash criminalia for 10% off your first order. This episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Listen, you listen to true crime podcasts. You know that the world can be dangerous and unpredictable and that there will unfortunately be people who want to hurt each other. And so it's kind of nice to get a little peace of mind by having a good home security system. Just take a few precautions. And I recommend looking at Simply Safe Home Security. I've had my home broken into in the past, and it was a terrible feeling, even though nothing that bad really happened. Aside from an intruder, I just really like knowing that I have a security setup that lets me check in on my pets when I'm not home. That is a huge peace of mind giver when I am out traveling. Simply Safe sent me a whole home security system, and I was really, really impressed by the variety of indoor and outdoor cameras they offer. And the whole thing is backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash criminalia. That's simplysafe, S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash criminalia. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just arrived swim, cover ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made to be seen, very sexy push up bra from the Very Sexy Collection in on trend hues like black shine, green, and citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Welcome back to Criminalia. Let's tell the story of how Grace grew up to be a legendary cutthroat pirate. The time that Grace was alive was a high time for piracy. These outlaws raided other ships at sea and they pillaged the coast. They were on the run from rival pirate ships as well as ships sailed by government authorities to capture them. Everyone knew the punishment for being a pirate was death by hanging, but they stole, they pillaged, and they smuggled. Clan O'Malley was well known for their seamanship, and as pirates, the clan was known to be downright ruthless. The O'Malley's attacked ships. They taxed anyone who fished off their coasts. Their motto was, quote, powerful by land and by sea. They also traded with some coastal areas of France and Spain, and the clan built castles at strategic points along the western shore of Ireland and on nearby Clare Island, choosing locations that were well-guarded by water and trees. They considered their fortification almost impossible for enemies to attack. 
From childhood, Grace would have been familiar with her family's tradition. Her legend begins in her childhood, too, with her begging her father to let her join him on a trade mission to Spain. But after telling her no, that her long hair would be dangerous on the deck of the ship, Grace cut it all off. I can see why people gravitate to her story, because she is a little, she's a little, a bit of a spitfire. (laughs) The way her story is told now, she grew up to be both a cutthroat pirate and a courageous heroine. She grew into, we quote, a dark lady, tall and commanding. Grace was married twice. Her first, Donal O'Flaherty, and her second to, this is his nickname, Iron, Richard Burke, also known as Richard and Iron or Richard the Iron. Through her marriages and family inheritance, Grace managed to obtain significant wealth, lands, and political influence in Western Ireland. In 1546, Grace, while still quite young, married that first husband we mentioned, Donal O'Flaherty, who was heir to the O'Flaherty clan. This was a politically motivated marriage. That is a concept that's definitely not new in the stories that we've talked about. The couple had three children. Right, so Owen, the eldest, was said to be totally unlike his parents, and by that, we mean he was kind-hearted and compassionate. (laughs) (laughs) I like how he's like, the Alex P. Keaton of piracy. His mom's like, get on the get on the vessel. He's like, no, <laughs> I don't want to. They also had a daughter who was set to take after her mother, and her name was Maeve or Margaret. And then there was Moreau. Moreau was known to be aggressive, and he enjoyed warfare and fighting. He was misogynistic and was known to not just beat other women, but also his sister. It's suggested, and strongly so, that Moreau was disloyal and betrayed Clan O'Malley by joining forces with the English governor of Connacht. In 1560, Donal, also known to be a violently tempered man, was killed in a feud with the McMahon clan of Duna Castle. This was the catalyst for Grace to transform into a powerful leader. Women in Ireland were not treated as equal to men during the 16th century, but they could inherit and hold lands in their own right. They could also divorce their husbands if they wanted to. And while women were not allowed to be chieftain, Grace broke with tradition in that regard, and she became the clan leader. After her husband's death, Grace led Clan O'Flaherty as well as Clan O'Malley. They avenged Donal and reclaimed his castle. Grace was now commander of her late husband's fleet and possibly her father's as well after his death. She carried out several successful attacks against pirates who came a little too close to the clan's piece of Ireland's coast. And four years after her husband's death, which would have been 1564, it said she controlled a fleet of ships and an army of as many as 200 men. Her legend also includes a few stories not just about her marriages, but her lovers. One common story in her folklore is that she saved a young man, Hugh de Lacey, from a shipwreck in 1565, and the two became romantically involved. When he was killed by her enemies, Grace is said to have murdered everyone she thought was responsible for his death. And then she took their castles. Grace's second husband, Richard the Iron, was an influential man who owned land adjacent to that of the O'Malley lands. The pair were married in 1566, and they had one son, Tibbet Nilong, known as Theobald, who was born a- about a year later. Part of the folklore around Grace tells a story that after giving birth aboard her ship, she immediately then defended herself, her newborn, and her crew from an attacking pirate ship. 
Although she's considered an Irish legend now, she was not included in a lot of Irish history, which at the time was mainly written by monks. She had two things working against her when it came to being included in the historical record. One, she was a woman. And two, she was a pirate. And sometimes, in between then and now, the facts of her life and the legend of who she became get a little modeled since she wasn't recorded in the annals of the time. Did she or didn't she do all of these things? She probably did, but uh, that makes her folklore so good. The fact Grace and Richard were married in 1566 is important here because that's also when the English administration began their advance on Mayo. So strategically, Richard's castle at Rockfleet was less exposed than anything on the O'Malley's Clare Island. As the story goes, once she had moved all her ships to Rockfleet, Grace divorced Richard. And allegedly, she called out to him, Richard Burke, I dismiss you. It doesn't actually appear that they were ever divorced, at least in paperwork or documents. There's nothing from the time. Divorce laws were really loose in the 16th century and in 16th century Ireland. And sometimes saying I dismiss you was just good enough. Save a lot of fees that way. And in paperwork. (laughs) Grace did not always get away with all of these illicit doings. There were at least two occasions where she was arrested. One of note involved the Earl of Desmond, who captured Grace while she was attempting to steal from him. He imprisoned her in Limerick Jail. The Earl was known to have incited Irish rebellion against England, and he was trying to make a deal with the Queen of England to save himself, and he was ready to trade Grace for a lighter sentence. Right, and so Grace was moved to the dungeons of Dublin Castle, and when she was released from prison, it's believed... It was probably on good behavior, but it was more likely that authorities wanted her help in stopping her husband, or former husband, Richard the Iron, from inciting a rebellion against the English. Grace, instead, apparently thought the rebellion sounded better than no rebellion and began plundering English ships, crushing an English fleet that had been sent to ambush her. Although Grace and Richard did not remain a married couple, the two did remain allies and also business partners. Kind of a startling model of an amicable breakup. Right? When Richard died in 1583, as his partner, Grace had the right to claim one-third of his property. Before his death, she had also ensured that their son would receive his proper inheritance. So their son, Theobald, went on to become Tibbet Long Burke, a member of the Irish House of Commons and first Viscount Mayo. We're going to take a break for a word from our sponsor. And when we're back, we'll talk about the time the Pirate Queen met the Queen of England. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. 
Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome back to Criminalia. Let's start by talking about Grace and her tumultuous relationship with the English governor, Sir Richard Bingham. Things at first started out pretty cordially between the two of them. Sir Richard Bingham was appointed the English governor of Connick in 1584. Bingham's appointment was part of Queen Elizabeth's efforts to tighten England's hold on Ireland. Not long after his arrival, though, Bingham accused Grace of treason. He accused her of inciting rebellions against the English, and he claimed that she was, and we quote, nurse to all rebellions in the province for this 40 years. He arrested her half-brother as well as her son, Theobald, on charges of treason, and that was punishable by death. Two years later, her eldest son, Owen, was killed by Bingham's brother. Bingham and his troops took Owen's castle. That same year, Bingham both stole land and confiscated cattle and horses from Grace. Some accounts report he established, or at least attempted to establish, an English garrison at Rockfleet Castle, property that was owned by Grace. After the arrest of her brother and son, the murder of a son, theft, accusations of treason, the governor's campaign against Grace, 
just kept going. Grace, who was as much a politician as a warrior, finally had had enough, and she contacted Queen Elizabeth I of England to discuss dealing with the English governor Bingham. She put up with a lot. Like, that list is long, and it could have kept going. Uh, Man. In 1593, she sailed to London to personally request the Queen's assistance. It was an historic day when Queen Elizabeth I and the aptly called Pirate Queen met at Greenwich Castle. No one really knows why the Queen decided to meet with Grace, who was actually considered a traitor under English rule. Technically, Elizabeth could, at her whim, have ordered Grace to be punished in the Tower of London. There's a lot of speculation, actually, about this. It's considered that Elizabeth entertained a meeting with Grace because she knew the two had some things in common. Uh, They were about the same age. And perhaps most importantly, they both saw themselves as a strong woman in a man's world. There's a great legend about this meeting that says that Grace refused to bow before Elizabeth, because she did not recognize her as Queen of Ireland. (laughs) Maybe she did, or maybe she didn't. We don't know for certain. You'll hear stories as part of Grace's legend, too, that these two women spoke in Latin, because that was the only common language they were both fluent in. But that's pretty misleading, though. Whether they spoke Latin or not, both women were also known to be fluent in several languages, including English. The meeting concluded with the release of Grace's brother and son. Things get told differently depending on which side of the source you're on. So here's what we mean. There are some documents that report that Elizabeth also ordered for Grace to be given some income to compensate her for her deceased husband's lands that had been taken by Bingham. And with that and the release of the two prisoners taken care of, Grace returns to a life of piracy, a career that at that point is seemingly approved of by the Queen. But the other version of the story paints things a little bit differently. And this is the one that that Holly and I are kind of sticking with. (laughs) Here the legend goes that Elizabeth granted Grace's requests under the condition that she end her rebellious endeavors against the crown. They agreed. But the only request from Grace that was ever actually carried out was the release of her brother and son from prison. The issue of land belonging to Grace and stolen by Bingham was never resolved. And when Elizabeth didn't remove or replace Bingham, Grace just threw out the deal and again supported Irish insurgency. So if you think about this, this certainly sounds more in line with what we know of Elizabeth I. It's pretty difficult to imagine her just handing over every concession to anyone who asks for one. Yeah, well, it's fine. We're going to make good on all of those problematic things my guy did. Here's a check. No. Here's my business card. (laughs) So we have actually come to the end of Grace's life. And you might not really expect that a pirate would live to old age, what with all the fighting and potential scurvy. But Grace did. She died of natural causes in 1603, which was the same year as Elizabeth I and she was buried on Clare Island. And very soon after her death, she began to grow into an Irish folk hero of just legendary status. Yeah, so two decades after her death, the English Lord Deputy of Ireland, Sir Thomas Wentworth, recalled Grace O'Malley's ability as a leader of fighting men, noting the fame she still had among the Irish. There is a bronze statue of O'Malley crafted by her direct descendants in the grounds of Westport House in Mayo. Grace's 13th great-grandson, Lord Altamont, said, quote, I had the idea that a memorial tribute to this legendary woman was way overdue, and I decided to do something about it. Now the statue of Grace O'Malley will look down towards the water and ground where she herself would have walked near one of her castles almost 400 years ago. 
Grace has often been used in traditional songs and poems. In James Joyce's Finnegan's Wake, in fact, he, he mentions her. Um, and her story continues to be written and sung. There's a description of her written by Sir Henry Sidney, Lord Deputy of Ireland, who met Grace in 1577. We quote, a most famous feminine sea captain, famous for her stoutness of courage, commanding three galleys and 200 fighting men. This was the most notorious woman in all the coasts of Ireland. That's a pretty good quote about her. Yeah. This is going to be my awkward transition into our Holly cocktail time. I wonder what Grace drank. <laughs> <laughs> yes, enter the groggery, which is, I, I think, what we're going to call this segment for this season. The groggery. Mm-hmm. So I did think about what Grace would drink, but in a very fictional way, because for some reason, what really stuck with me about all of this is not the fact that, you know, she was a, a pirate or whatnot. It was the fact that she died of natural causes. I know. Right? Isn't that amazing? Like, <laughs> so that is actually the name of this drink. It's called Natural Causes. And really what this is, is an Irish sidecar. So um, if you've ever had a sidecar that's made normally with cognac and orange liqueur and lemon juice. And so what we're doing here is subbing in an Irish whiskey for that cognac, which other people have done. And you'll see drinks of various names like this that are um, have slightly tweaked amounts. But uh, I'm going with a pretty classic proportion thing here. So uh, you are going to put an ounce and a half of Irish whiskey in your cocktail shaker. If you can, don't skimp on this one. Buy the good stuff. It makes a big difference. Also, three quarters of an ounce of orange liqueur. And also go for the good stuff there. Uh, and then three quarters of an ounce of lemon juice. And you're going to shake all of that with ice. And then you're going to strain it into a glass that already has ice and a sugared rim. Let me extol the virtues of the sugared rim for this drink. Because it is usually an optional thing. But if you skip it and you're not uh, really into the heartier spirits, this will feel like you're getting punched in the face. <laughs> Uh, because the whiskey and orange together is a lot of flavor. And the sugar really helps soften that up a little bit. That is true. You can also garnish this with an orange peel. Because my thinking is that not only was Grace Irish, but she didn't die of scurvy. So I wanted a drink that had some citrus in it, um, which is a silly little winky nod to that. A wink to piracy. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, if you want to be fancy, you can infuse that sugar with a little bit of orange zest and make something very fancy uh it's really it seems fancy it's not to zest an orange you literally just like zest it on your grater mix that zest in with your sugar and your golden um and it's very very yummy and adds a whole new dimension now of course because last season we did mocktails and they were pretty popular i'm gonna try to do a mocktail version of every drink this season so the mocktail version of natural causes uh, it's an interesting one because my challenge is always like, what do you sub in for whiskey? What do you sub in for whiskey? Well, in this one, I went with um, cold coffee. So it's the same exact recipe. It's an ounce and a half of cold coffee, three quarters of an ounce of orange syrup, or if you don't have orange syrup, vanilla syrup with like a drop of orange extract. And then your three quarters of an ounce of lemon juice, same thing, shake it in your shaker with ice strain it into a glass with ice and a sugared rim. Holy snakes, this mocktail is delicious. <laughs> I wasn't sure the cold coffee and the orange syrup. Will this work? Yes. 
Shazam! Yes, it does. Um, it was so good. I I almost prefer the mocktail version to the cocktail version. So <laughs> just know that if you don't want scurvy and you <laughs> like a yummy libation. Yeah, I mean, like, they're both great options for avoiding scurvy. So that is uh, Natural Causes, which may be Grace drink. Probably she didn't do any mixed drinks, is my guess. This was not really a cocktail time in history. Right. I think it was like, I think the mixed drink was like water and rum. Right. Like you would water things down sometimes to make them last and to make them more palatable. But yeah. I don't think you were, I don't think you were muddling or, you know, like putting sugar on the rim of your glass. I could be wrong. Maybe. Can you imagine? Oh, maybe those who like plundered and pillaged the West Indies had sugar for the rims of their glass, but I don't think Grace did. Maybe. And I I promise the other thing I did, I don't want to fall into the very um, sort of hack approach of doing rum for everything piratey since the, that is the libation most associated with pirates. And I'm actually really happy you say that because I didn't want to drink rum every single episode. <laughs> no, and neither do I. And I like rum just fine, but like, no, we need... We need more variety than that. Exactly. So yes, that is the um, the natural causes, which is essentially an Irish whiskey version of a sidecar. And it may make you immortal. <laughs> Maybe. Um, it is quite tasty, but it is, as you probably noticed, almost all alcohol in its original version. So please drink responsibly, but don't go captain your ship after you've had a couple. With that, we want to thank you for once again joining us on Criminalia. We hope you are as excited for pirate season as we are. Uh, And we'll be right back here next week with another pirate. Criminalia is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, please visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 